611 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Joining us now, we have Sheriff Bob Johnson, Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Good to have you. Good to have you. So it's been two weeks. Uh, we haven't talked to you in two weeks, so I assume you've stored up a long list of big incidents that we need to talk to talk to you about. Actually, I, I totally have not, which is a great thing. I will take it. I, I will absolutely <laughs> take it. Um, hey, we, I, I'm sorry. We were you're breaking up just a little bit on me. You're not on a, a Bluetooth or a um, a speakerphone or anything like that. You're on the just the regular old cell phone in your hand. Yep, just regular phone. Okay, it, it, it sometimes happens, but no big deal. Um, but uh, meanwhile, even though there hasn't been a big n- news incident out of Santa Rosa County, I will always take that. You are on your way to Tallahassee this morning to advocate for a bill. Is that right? Yep, House Bill 341, and um, I've already been to Tallahassee to talk to, you know, different uh, committees and things like that, trying to get it passed. And and basically what it is, it's a uh, voluntary submission of information to the DMV. And basically what that means is if you have a special needs person in your family, and it doesn't matter if it's PTSD, Down syndrome, autism, it doesn't matter, you volunteer if you want to voluntarily when you get your tag you can say hey i have a nonverbal autistic child um that's going to be in the car with me and um, basically what will happen is when that cop runs the tag it'll pop up the registration all the regular info and at the bottom whatever info the person wants to show up will show up so if you go you have an autistic child that's nonverbal and you go in and get your tag and say i want it to show nonverbal autistic child in the car or whatever that's what will pop up and we're getting a lot of pushback from, Wait, you know, why, organizations. Why would I mean? This is just to me. This is an expansion of your sticker program, and it makes yes. it more useful because it would be every law enforcement officer at your discretion would get the information. Yes. It's going to be more clear and particular than just a right. sticker would be, and so you wouldn't be thinking it's everybody in the car. It's this one person or whatever. I, I mean, I don't. Why would there right. be anybody opposed to this? It seems obvious to me. Well, they're thinking they're looking at it from a myopic view. They think that everybody is going to have to. If you have anybody with a disability, you have to register them with the DMV, and you know, which is just totally not true. It's expressly, you know, in the bill. It's totally voluntary. You don't have to. If you if you have five autistic kids and you don't want to be a part of the program, you don't have to be part of the program. But they're trying to get it killed, the bill killed, and um, basically what that's going to do is the people who do want to opt in and do have special needs people in their family, they're the ones that are going to suffer because these people just, they, they just don't want it for themselves, which is great. They don't have to don't, have don't, it. Not, don't do but, it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it seems yeah, to me like it's yeah. all of these local control issues where it's right down to the individual. If you don't, you know, if you're worried about being yeah. on some list or your, your family member being on a list, then right. don't opt in. But for don't people who it. want it, yeah. let them do it. Is it, I mean, exactly. can, just play like super devil's advocate for a second. Um, yeah. Once people do opt in, can they later opt back out? And is there any, oh, I don't yeah. know, is there any protection for this information? Is this information going to be disseminated to anybody else? Yeah, no, it, 100% they can opt out at any time. All they have to do is go into the DMV, show them their ID. And they said, all they have to do is say, I have this on my tag. I want it removed. Got They'll it. take it off right then and there, free of charge. Won't cost a penny. Um, and it'll be totally 100% removed. Um, I mean, so I don't understand there. And the only people that can see it are people who are certified through FCIC. And basically, that's cops and dispatchers. Okay. Because, um, yeah, and you have to take a test every year to maintain your, your um, 
your qualifications to view that information. So it's like nobody else can see it. So I don't understand that, that these groups are stepping up going, oh, you're categorizing us and blah, right. blah, blah. It's like, just it's, opt out. Just And it's not <laughs> just like you're putting out. on the license plate itself or something like that. It's not like the public no, is going to no, see no, this. No. This is just like in your Correct. database. Wow. Hey, you know, that, right. that actually reminds yeah. me of something that – I don't know where we stand on this. Pardon me for forgetting, but uh, I think it was last year when the push for the digital plates was on. And I think maybe what we were going to do was like a pilot program of some kind, but I just can't remember. And do you know where we're at on that? Or has that been rolled out or tried or did that even pass? I just don't remember. I don't know that it passed. Okay. Um, I can check, but I don't don't know that it passed. Okay. Yeah, because what you got me thinking about was – that license plates, if they're digital, can be used to display a whole bunch of yeah. different kinds of information if you, you want to or whatever. That's what that's what it got yes. me thinking about. So sorry to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't tell I was going to ask. No, um, no, no worries. Hey, uh, hang on for just a second because I do want to ask you about another couple of bills that are – one's not likely to get yeah. signed, one that is. Uh, I just got a text here from somebody who says, as the parent of two deaf teenagers – who are starting to drive, I would love to be able to communicate to law enforcement that they are deaf. Man, talk about a practical application for, uh, you know, what would be a really, really vital, potentially life-saving note to somebody in law enforcement. So anyway, feel, you know, I assume feel free to use that information when you testify today. So a great point. So, you know, they're deaf. We tell them not to reach for something and he reaches for the glove box. And we're saying, stop, stop. And we don't know he's deaf. What, I mean, that could end so horribly wrong. Right. Man, I just, and I had never, I was only thinking about it from developmental disability kind of stuff. And that was a, I mean, of course, yeah. oh, that no. would be massively yeah. useful. So, you know, why didn't you pull over yeah. when you heard the sirens? Well, you know, <laughs> there's a yeah. reason. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, there's two bills exactly. working through uh, Tallahassee. One is not going anywhere. That's the bill to, yeah. again, reduce the gun purchase age for long guns, you know, shotguns and rifles down to 18 yeah. instead of 21. The Senate's not going to take that up. It's a moot issue. Um, but I did want to ask you, just because, you know, both sides are supposed to pay attention to law enforcement. Do you have an opinion about that, Bill? Sure. You know, that one's not really a big deal to me. The other one that um, where they, they're wanting to say if the background check's not in after three days, mm-hmm. you can uh, go ahead and take the gun anyways. That's the and one the I was going to ask you about next, that, yeah. Yeah, the only problem I have about that one is who's going to go get the gun back if it comes back and he's a convicted felon or whatever. I guarantee it's not the gun shop owner. <laughs> I can guarantee that. So the only reason I, I don't like that one is because my deputies are going to be put in harm's way because we're going to have to go get the gun back because the gun shop owner's not. I was under the impression that it was going to be ATF, but I could be wrong about that. I don't know the fact for sure. It does seem like if um, – because the way I read it is – the gun shop owner is allowed to sell you the gun, not required to sell you the gun if right. after three days you don't get a background check. I mean, it seems to me like the amendment yeah. should be the gun shop owner who sells you the gun. If it comes back a fail, the gun shop owner has to go repo the gun. <laughs> like, you know, it seems like that's immediate accountability, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guarantee you that's not going to get put in there. But, you know, that, and that's my only drawback to that. You know, you know me. I yeah. want all my citizens that can legally own a firearm to get one. Um, but to me, that if that puts officers in harm's way, which it will, um, that's the only drawback to that bill. I mean, I just don't want to have, you know, um, even an ATF, whoever, it doesn't matter if they go get a try to get a gun back from. Right, I can see. Yeah, no, and I, I can. Bill. In fact, that's that's actually the concern that was raised by one of the legislators. I, I'd yeah. still, I would still not say that offsets the overall value of you know people having to wait 
a year or two years to get a gun that they should be able to get just because FDLE hasn't been able to find a problem. Um, but I see the concern, you know, and I, I certainly yeah. I hate putting law enforcement officers at jeopardy over that. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Very good. Well, um, best of luck today, and I hope the uh, legislators see clear to the value of the um, the other bill that you're working on because that seems like a very, very good idea to me. Sheriff Bob Johnson from Santa Rosa County, sir, as always, uh, thank you for uh, talking with us this morning. Thanks for keeping us safe. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Take care.